Blog Talk Radio. You are now tuned into the best fatherhood radio show in the world. Furthering Fathering Radio Show. It's the Furthering Fathering Radio Show. The, the, the brothers are back in the building. Brother J in NYC and Brother L in the ATL. The, the, the Furthering Fathering Radio Show starts in five. Four, three, two, one. You ready? Let's get the conversation started. I emphasize that if anyone is listening to this as a replay or listening to it live, connect with further and fathering. You will be encouraged. You will be edified. The 20, 30 minutes that we're on the radio chopping it up is nothing compared to the energy and the strength you will receive from men who love you just because you're a man. And then as they get to know you, they speak life to you, they challenge you, they affirm you, and they enable you to be powerful where you're needed, which is with your family. Brother Derek, you're saying hello. It's not only only, um, good for the child, but I think it's a mandate from God. Um, I think the heart of the Father belongs to men, and God has called us to be that for as many children as we can. So I don't echo everything you said. I'm, I'm, I'm fully on board with that. And I think um, the call is for more men to embrace that truth so that we can begin to rebuild our community, our nation, one family at a time. Further and farther, 2021, let's get it. Good evening, everyone. My name is Brother Derek Abbott. I am a friend of Jeremy Maynard, the bishop, and I have become friends with Brother Lamont through the circumstances of life. As fate would have it, it's just you and me tonight. So for the next 30 minutes or so, let's just fellowship, let's just chop it up, and let's just enjoy what God has given us in this thing called life. 2021, the year of joyful maturity. First and foremost, as we always do, let us open with a word of prayer. Heavenly Father, Gracious and magnificent God, we thank you for furthering fathering. We thank you for the platform that you've given to Lamont Jones and Jeremy Maynard. I am thankful just to sit in place for them this evening. We ask, Lord God, that you touch every brother, every son, every servant, every young woman, every wife, every person, every soul that may tune into this broadcast either live or on the replay, Father. We pray that in some way you meet a need, Lord, and in some way that you are glorified. We do all these things, Lord God, to add unto the kingdom and to show our gratitude for the great grace that has been given us in this thing called life. We as men who, through faith, accepted a gift of grace for our salvation, we rely on you totally, Lord God, and we are thankful for the opportunity to call you Abba Father. You are the ultimate father, and furthering fathering exists because of you. 
We thank you for this episode, and we just bless you in the matchless name of Jesus. Amen. Well, good evening again. Uh, My name is Derek Abbott. I am a lifetime, lifelong friend of Jeremy Maynard, and I have become an eternal friend of Lamont Jones, the hosts of this Furthering Fathering podcast. And just because of circumstances, it is better for me to be in this place than the bishop. So for the next, as I said, about 25 minutes now, let's just share a few things. So first and foremost, I want to just share a scripture that gives us a position or shares my position as far as the opportunity to speak with you and just to fellowship a little bit. Uh, I have chimed in from time to time with furthering fathering, and that was my voice you heard at the beginning on the intro. But uh, by no means am uh, I to be considered an integral part of furthering fathering. I am a support. It is the the work and the labor that Lamont and Jeremy have put in place that I have been blessed to become a part of. Uh, And 1 Corinthians talks about it, and I just want to share my heart with regard to being here on the air with you, whether you're listening to me live or in replay. We are laborers together with God. We are God's husbandry. We are God's building. According to the grace of God, which is given me as a wise master builder, I have laid a foundation, and another buildeth thereon. But let every man take heed how he buildeth thereupon. For other foundation can no man lay than that is laid, which is Jesus Christ. Every man's work shall be made manifest. For the day shall declare it, because it shall be revealed by fire. And the fire shall try every man's work of what sort it is. If any man's work abide which he hath built thereupon, he shall receive a reward. If any of you are tuning in, it is because of the faith and the faithfulness of Lamont Jones and Jeremy Maynard, who I call the bishop. This is their foundation, and I am simply looking to be a support to that, and that is why I have said that a few times already, but I'm just thankful for the opportunity to share with you just a few minutes, some things that are on my heart, and if anyone decides to call in, we can share some things and just chop it up a little further. So when speaking with Jeremy a little earlier, who is uh, just resting and allowing God to minister to him in different ways as 2021 begins, he shared with me that the theme or the message for this particular podcast would be uh, joyful maturity. And in honoring Jeremy, um, who is the um, apostle of acronyms and can find good ways to say uh, things and and expand upon them and expound upon them, uh, the Lord was gracious and shared with me an acronym for Joyful Maturity, which I will now share with you. Joyful Maturity. Jesus orders your footsteps using love. Maximizing all tribulations, understanding, real intimacy takes yieldedness. I'm thinking about how gracious God has been to me and how joyful maturity is uh, an honor that not many fathers get to partake in or enjoy. 
maturity takes time. Uh, it takes opportunities. And by opportunities, you can insert any words you really think about, challenges, problems, issues, concerns, attacks, uh, opposition, um, bills. Pick any one of them. But in order to develop maturity, it requires time and it requires opportunities. Over the course of my life, I have been blessed to father more children than I can count. And what I mean by that is not simply naturally, but spiritually. God has blessed me with a, with a heart like unto his. I love sowing into people. Uh, I love blessing. I love touching in ways that you know, affirm and create and build. And that is what our Father does with and for us. So when I say I have more children than I can count, it is it is by virtue of relationship. It's by virtue of someone having the need to meet and allowing me to meet that need. Um, in the street, you call sunning someone, taking authority over them or bending them to your will. But in the kingdom, uh, in my perspective, sunning someone is having something that can bless someone and uh, presenting yourself as um, as a gift for them to receive because you can be in a position to help someone, but if they're unwilling or incapable of receiving it, there's no exchange. And uh, being allowed to father, being allowed to touch, being allowed to impart, being allowed to share with people my love for them and my love for God in doing so has been a tremendous blessing. And uh, I have I have sons close to my own age. Uh, I have two natural sons in their, their mid to upper 20s. They're both 6'3". Uh, all their muscles are still in the right place. <laughs> I thank God for them. Uh, they are what I aspire to be. And um, in terms of their character and their development, uh, I am thankful for the honor of being ahead of them online in life. And I'm thankful for what God has allowed me to help them to see in themselves as men. Uh, but again, looking at maturity, the opportunity, 2020 offered us a good many opportunities for a good many things, and not many of those things we could look at as good. Uh, the coronavirus obviously affected the economy. It affected families. It affected societal norms. It affected how we worship. It affected how we interact. And we being, for the most part, kingdom people and social people, touch and access and intimacy uh, connection are how we validate and verify our relationships. 2020 required that we do things in a different way. It demanded a, it demanded it. It didn't give us an option. Uh, it was unrelenting in its uh, demand that we adjust and adapt. Many of us found that an opportunity to grow, and some others of us um, did not accept that opportunity to grow and persisted in the places they were, and some some are still here. Unfortunately, some are not. Where we are now, in my view, in terms of uh, joyful maturity, is, is we're at a new beginning, 2021. We're opening a new book. Each day is an opportunity to write something new. Looking at 2021 as a year of joyful maturity, uh, I'm thankful that 
I am in somewhat of my right mind. I'm thankful for my health. I'm thankful that I am just about to complete my first trip around the sun uh, with my blessed wife, Tanika, and my new baby girl, Cheyenne. Um, I am thankful that they have graced me um, by allowing me to be a part of their lives, and they are significant in my growth and development. They add significant joy to my life. They have helped me to mature in this first trip around the sun with them, and I approach 2021 excited. Uh, I'm I'm excited to be here. I'm excited for uh, what's coming. Um, There's a phrase, if it doesn't kill you, it makes you stronger. You know, I accept that to some degree, uh, but I, I rely more on what God's word says than uh, little colloquialisms and phrases. Uh, but I have learned to rely on the Father. And Jesus ordering your footsteps using love, maximizing all tribulations, understanding real intimacy takes yieldedness, joyful maturity, and the acronym that the Lord gave me um, about three, four o'clock in the morning is um, is real stuff. Our steps are ordered by the Lord, and it is out of his divine love that he allows anything that comes our way to come our way, whether it be a success, whether it be a stumbling block, whether it be uh, an opportunity not to believe. Jesus has ordered our steps according to his love. And we know he reaps where he sows and where he sows. We know he holds his word above his name. We know that all things work together for good. So if we are conscious of those things, we can be aware that he is also looking to maximize all tribulation. We know tribulation work with patience and patience experience, and that experience brings hope, and that hope just manifest itself in the love of God that shed abroad in our hearts. So he will not waste anything we suffer as men, uh, as fathers, any tribulations that we endure, uh, enduring that hardness as good soldiers. He will not allow any of that to, to be wasted. And he understands that real integrity, you can use integrity, you can use intimacy, real integrity, real intimacy, it takes yieldedness. We are a strong people. Uh, We are a resolute people. We can, in some cases, be very stiff-necked based on certain experiences or upbringings or challenges we face. And in order to reach the place of maturity, joyful maturity, where we can rest in the goodness of the Lord, knowing that his hands are upon us, it's going to require yielding. Not my will, but thy will be done, Father. 2 Corinthians 12, 9, But he has said to me, My grace is sufficient for you, for my power is perfected in weakness. Therefore I will boast all the more gladly in my weaknesses, so that the power of Christ may rest upon me. John fifteen eleven says, These things have I spoken unto you, that my joy might remain in you, and that your joy might be full. 2 Timothy 2, 1 to 3, and then verse 15. Thou therefore, my son, be strong in the grace that is in Christ Jesus, and the things that thou hast heard of me among many witnesses, the same commit thou to faithful men, who shall be able to teach others also. 
Thou therefore endure hardness as a good soldier of Jesus Christ. Study to show thyself approved unto God, a workman that needeth not to be ashamed, rightly dividing the word of truth. 1 John 1, 3-4 That which we have seen and heard declare we unto you, that ye also may have fellowship with us, and truly our fellowship is with the Father, and with his Son, Jesus Christ. And these things we write unto you, that your joy may be full. John sixteen twenty four. Hitherto you have asked nothing in my name. Ask, and ye shall receive, that your joy may be full. Asking requires yielding while waiting on the response of the one you've asked. And we are, we are men. We are required to be the, the shield, the, you know, the shepherds, the protectors, and the providers. And that requires a lot of machismo and a lot of bravado. And, you know, in our younger years, this thing called testosterone drove the car, and we just went wherever the testosterone could take us by, by sheer force. As we become more educated, we are able to use our power, but we're able to use it with more wisdom. As we come into faith, that requires a different kind of shifting altogether. I know of no one stronger. I know of no power greater than the will and the intent and the purpose of God. I know of no no greater essence than the presence of my Father, my Heavenly Father, uh, when he rests upon me. I was sharing with my wife the other morning um, how I made it to a place to be a man that she could even pay attention to, to consider trusting with her heart and her life. And prior to our meeting, uh, I was in a different place, in a different dispensation, and uh, I had started a course that I thought would be my eternal course, and that was not the case. I did not care for some of the way life had handled me. I wasn't cognizant of or thinking about the part I played in it. I just wasn't happy about it, and that stuck me in a place. So consider yourself in a room, bedroom, doesn't matter the room. And I'm in this place, but my life and my purpose is in another place. And the the joyful maturity that was developed in me some years ago and continues to manifest was the gap between the place I found myself in that hot displeasure and the place that I was expected to be, the place where people who understand my gifts, my talents, my anointing, my my predispositions, they're looking for this Derek person to be in a place. And Derek didn't want to be there. Derek was, in his own mind, unfit and incapable of getting to that place because I, I thought I'd failed, I thought I'd come up short, I thought I missed God, I thought a great many things. And I was a little uh, warm or angry or not um, at peace with myself or with the Father. And this is where understanding yieldedness and understanding where real intimacy comes in. I needed to get from that hot place to my purpose. And the, the, the distance, the gap between them was the corridor where God met me. And when discussing it with my lovely one, I called it uh, the corridor. So many of us have found ourselves in circumstances, and it's like, oh, I'm in this thing, and it's thick, and it's deep, 
and I got to get out of it. And you may not necessarily know how to get out of it, but you see where you you see where you're supposed to be, and you realize that's not where you are. That corridor, for many of us, can be the greatest place of deliverance, of joy, of um, reconciliation, of remembrance, of all the things that make your relationship with God the Father important, and all the things that help you to be really sound men. And, and pillars in your community and anchors in your families because that's where you and God the Father can just get it on. I, I, there are several scriptures where God mentions dwelling in thick darkness, and I considered the emotional upheaval of the change in my life at that part, um, of having to make adjustments uh, with parts of my family, not having access to them and things of that nature, that put me in a place of thick darkness, and I needed to move from where I was to my purpose. And in order to get there, I had to have real heart-to-heart conversations with God the Father. And I told him what I didn't like. I, I approached him, you know, I'm going to say this tactfully. I approached him aggressively. I don't use bad words towards the Father because I understand my place. But I felt that God respected my willingness to be direct with him, my willingness to be open with him about where I was, my honesty. And when I poured out where I was in my hot displeasure, in my place of thick darkness, asking him where was he, once I was done, just similar to the book of Job, once I was done ranting and talking all my stuff, he then began to speak. And he then you know, replay the videotape of my life, which we will all see one day. We'll see our lives and we'll be lowering our head to certain parts and we'll be running to the front for attention at others. But he replayed the parts of my life where I felt the most alone and I felt the most displeasure. And he said to me, do you remember when you faced X or Y and you were right in the middle of a conversation and you felt an inkling to just stop? I said, yes. He said, well, that was me. Do you remember that time you got in the car and you drove for 45 minutes to get into an argument with someone? And along the way, you, you, you had an idea that maybe you should stop and get some ice cream instead, and you didn't? Yeah, I remember, Lord. That was me. Do you remember... And then he began to list so many circumstances where I was just hot and I was in my righteous indignation with God the Father, and I'm going to tell him, and I'm going to prove my point, and I'm going to get my way because God had missed. And he showed me, no, son, I was right there with you. I dwell in the thick darkness with you. I was there when you made every mistake. I was there when you actually chose to do things properly and it just didn't work out well. I was there. And that opportunity to be as open and raw and candid with God the Father changed me. And before I knew it, I had forgotten about the place that I was in, and I was moving to the place that I belonged by addressing and, and, and accepting the part I play in this thing called life. The choices I made affected my destiny. With or without my consciousness, God had been there, and I had resisted him in some way. I made choices. So because of those choices, my life was now where it was. Got to keep moving. 
once God showed me how present he was, it broke me in some ways. Not broke my spirit, but it cracked through that anger. It cracked through the excuses. It cracked through the rejection of purpose that sometimes we men face when we're hit with obstacle after obstacle, failure after failure, when we replay negative words from anyone who's had influence, whether it's a mother or father or sister or spouse, whoever has access to us and speaks over us in ways that impact us, sometimes those things replay a lot more than the word of God does, a lot more than the purpose does, a lot more than faith and positive confession do. And he got me to listen to his voice and it just, brushed away some of that residue. And once once I saw that that could be broken, I broke the rest myself, reworked the way I thought, I reworked the way I saw these things with his help, with his guiding, understanding that he had never left me at any moment. So if he didn't leave me then, and he was still with me as I was being as hot as I could with a, with, with a God, and and not having myself burnt to a crisp, sent to hell, dying at that moment, you know, all those things that we think will happen with God if we are candid. No. In those moments, uh, brethren, I felt and I feel I earned God's respect because I was able to share those things and I was able to accept my part in them. And then it was a lot easier to move forward. It was a lot easier to see myself it was a lot easier to now hear him and respond to him because I can trust that he will never leave me. He has never failed me and he will never forsake me. That gave me great joy. It gives me great joy to be sitting here alone, uh, wishing someone had dialed in so that I could have shared some things and allowed them the platform. But it gives me great joy that God saw fit to allow me to endure those things and was gracious enough to show me how much he loved me by letting those things happen. It created an intimacy with me. It allowed me to see that I can yield to the Father and become stronger. I, can, I don't have to be a caveman. I don't have to, by, by sheer force, do everything that, that mankind has called me to do. The more I yield to God, the more powerful I become. And those of you who may be listening in, those of you who may listen in a little bit later, listen, where you are is not where you are meant to stay. And it may seem that where you're trying to get to is afar off, but it's just a little corridor. And in that corridor, God can meet you. And that is the place, the in my reference, I call it thick darkness. God will dwell in thick darkness. He's not going to leave you when it gets hot. You may not notice him, notice him because you're caught up in your feelings and your own will and your emotions and such, but he is with you. And coming out of that changed me, caused me to be yielded. And that yielding allowed me to be sensitive enough for God to trust me again enough to trust me with a new rib and a new child. That's honor. I don't believe I'd be talking to you as a, a married man again if I, don't, if I hadn't earned God's respect because he holds my life in his hands. And I'm saying those things to you to encourage someone to not stay where you are, 
and to continue to believe for the things you've always hoped for or aspire to be, uh, but also to relinquish your plan, to let go of the way you thought it should occur, because it's probably not going to work that way if it hasn't thus far. Uh, be real with the Father. Speak to him from who you are, from where you are. My wife always says God's not going to respond to your representative. He's not going to acknowledge where you pretend to be, but he will meet you where you are. This may not sound like a joyful message, but joyful maturity is just being fully assured that that which he has begun, he is able to complete in you. If you are in this earth realm and you are a man, God knows what you're up against. And if you would just be willing to confront where you are and yield to him, he can continue to order your footsteps. Jesus orders footsteps using love. He even uses your limitations. Uh, he maximizes all tribulations. He molds during tribulations. He mentors during tribulations. And he understands that real intimacy, real integrity takes yieldedness, takes a yearning. You have to want your life to be better. You have to want this thing and you have to be willing to accept some hard things in some cases, let go of some preconceived notions in others, and just learn how to go with the flow. My name is Derek Abbott. I am a son and a servant and a friend to anyone who needs one. Uh, I am thankful that you've allowed me to just share with you. And I just pray that the Lord add a blessing onto the time of fellowship that has been shared here. And I wish you a great evening.